1: On a Tuesday, everybody, September 28th and Wednesday, September 29th, is Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. Big day today. The Lions said goodbye to Jamie Collins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got trade suitors. Oh, okay. Come on. No, you don't. No one wants him. No one's taking on $8.8 million. <laughs> That's not happening. So today, the Lions have cut Jamie Collins. What does that mean for the roster, and what does that mean for the Lions? We'll get into that. Jim Nagy today going to join us. My boy from the Reese's Senior Bowl, the executive director, also NFL draft analyst from ESPN. We'll get Jim's thoughts on the early season of the Lions and what he's seen out on the scouting trail as well. We're brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them, locked on sent you follow me on twitter at dairy speaks d-e-r-y speaks at locked on lions on twitter and the matt dairy facebook fan page welcome to the show thank you for listening thank you for making us your first listen each and every day here on the locked on podcast network by the way lions are playing the bears on sunday i'm guaranteeing a win baby lions are getting that first dub that's right Matt Nagy's in disarray. The Bears stink. They're a train wreck. The Lions are going to go into Chicago and beat the Bears at Soldier Field on Sunday. Get ready, just like they did last year. I thought Matt Nagy was getting fired last year after the Lions beat them. But they're going to beat him again this Sunday. I just feel it. I just feel it. All right, before I get into this Jamie Collins thing, let's talk attendance. A lot has been made of the lack of crowds the first two home games for the Leos. And I did a little research. Crack Research staff did the research. Um, The Lions right now have announced crowds of 59,364 for the home opener against San Francisco and 50,788 last Sunday in the devastating, heartbreaking loss to the Baltimore Ravens. It's the second lowest total for the first two home games of a season. In Ford Field history, only worse was 9 after they went 0-16 when they had crowds of 56-269 against Minnesota and 40,896 against Washington. That was Jim Schwartz's first victory, which ended up snapping a 19-game losing streak. 2012, 2010, and 2009 are the only seasons at Ford Field that the Lions have not reached over 60,000 fans at either of their first two home games. Hmm. Now, put this out on Twitter at Dairy Speaks. I asked the question sort of like, hey, what's going on? A lot of you are responding. Many of you are my Canadian listeners are responding that, hey, we can't get over there to the game. So the Windsor Lions fans can't get over to Detroit due to covid and due to the uh, uh, stuff at the border for Canadians to come here, Americans can go there. But uh, it sounds like that is playing a factor. I also think that because it's an indoor venue, because we are still in a pandemic, I know some of you think it's over, but it's not, uh, that people are a little bit you know, wary of, hey, there's no mask mandate, not ready to go indoors yet. Plus, the team stinks. So there's a lot of factors here. But as we get, get to see and develop more of what Dan Campbell's Lions look like, and we get to see more of who steps up, people will go. The folks that went to the game on Sunday were entertained. You saw this team down 13 nothing, scratch and claw back take a 17-16 lead, and unfortunately this 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 you know uh, uh, genius Justin Tucker, greatest kicker of all time, you could argue it, you know knocks in a 66-yarder and sets an NFL record. So there's that. Um, But it's interesting that the numbers are down a little bit. Um, Jamie Collins released the Lions inside linebacker. This season was fully guaranteed $8.8 million by the Lions, $5 million bonus and a $3.8 million salary. Now that he's been released, he can sign with anybody and get paid the minimum from anybody else. Uh, the Lions are going to owe him this money. So it was a terrible signing by Bob Quinn. Uh, Jamie Collins' effort two weeks ago on Monday night against the Green Bay Packers was unacceptable. And quite honestly, when you're Dan Campbell, you're a rookie head coach, you're looking to make waves. You have a culture and a process in place. You're talking about biting kneecaps. You're talking about you know, g- getting punched and getting back up. And you got a guy jogging. Jogging toward Aaron Jones on a couple of occasions, he gone. He's out. So the Lions were saying they had trade talks and trade suitors, but who really is going to want Jamie Collins? The Patriots? They'll wait. They'll wait until the Lions release him. Why would you give up anything? So it took a couple of weeks here. Not a surprise, but Jamie Collins is gone. Jay Sean Cornell will take one of the roster spots, but he has a roster exemption as he comes back from a suspension. So the Lions do have an open roster spot right now. There has been some talk about Quentin Dunbar, the cornerback, coming back to help the team. Of course, went through training camp with the squad. uh, Didn't play in the preseason for some personal reasons. But today, he signed with the Arizona Cardinals. So that's not happening. That's not going to be an option for the Lions. But trying to trade a guy that, quite honestly, didn't fit here and has been a a dog before... um, it's not, it wasn't, it didn't appeal. And now you're going to see more of Jalen Reeves-Maben, which we saw Sunday. You're going to see more of Derek Barnes. You should. Those guys are young, going to give full effort. Jamie Collins dogged it in Cleveland and got traded to New England. I'm not saying that's what he did this time. But, you know, Dan Campbell was very open and honest, saying, you know, we need to see more effort. <laughs> it's difficult to trade a guy after you say that. But the Lions tried. But at least they're moving on fast, and I like that about this franchise right now, this regime. All right, Jim Nagy is going to join us next from ESPN and the Reese's Senior Bowl. Lions fans, Matt Derry here with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Who's not buying gas? We all are. Get Upside is what it's called. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now, use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people that drive a lot are making as much as two dollars to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no cash uh, catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, get an e-gift card from Amazon, whatever it is. All right, get money back right now from your gas. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. And hey, betonline.ag. Who had the Cowboys last night? Oh, my goodness, Dallas smoked Philadelphia. Give the three and a half. You want to bet on some more games? You want to get ready to roll? Do so at betonline.ag. The best place to bet, period. Number one for pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. It is. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Just use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Betonline, the fastest and easiest way to bet. On all your favorite sports, Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we love talking to this guy and having him on the podcast. Jim Nagy, of course, is the uh, executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. Also, does some draft analyst work for ESPN. We love to check in with him from time to time and get his thoughts on prospects and also young players, you know, draftees that get in and get their feet wet in the NFL right away. And Jim joins me right now. What's up, sir?
0: Yeah, hey Matt, good to have, uh, good to be back on. How you been? I've been good. I've been good, man. We're we're cranked back up. We're got all our scouts around the country, which is nice. We got a, a full set of guys, and we're back in full stadium.
1: So uh, at least it feels like we're getting all back to normal, and that's uh, that's a good thing. And I know some of your scouts have, have been here locally, including uh, you know U of M to see Aiden Hutchinson play. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one just, uh, obviously, I, I wish that I got that assignment, but uh, I got a son playing high school football right now, so I'm I'm staying in the southeast on Saturdays, and, yeah, we had a guy up there, uh, one of our, our Midwest scouts was up at that game last week checking out Aiden and Hassan Haskins and the crew, and uh, I know we'll be seeing Michigan State here shortly, and then uh, I know we've got CMU and Western on the schedule as well.
1: That's awesome, and I know, like you said, full stadiums and everything else. You know, and when you look at and you're scouting players, and now it's obviously a lot different than it used to be. But over the last year, based off of some of these players, like you said, we're playing in front of nobody. um, Is this is this still the better way to be to be eyeballing players when it's back to normal?
0: Yeah, I mean, the key, the key thing you said there is eyeballing them, right? Like, it's one thing to sit in your office and watch tape all day, but it's another to actually be out, um, you know, with boots on the ground and, and get, up, get up on these guys and size them up and, you know, get a, get a, get a real uh, bird's-eye view of what that body type looks like and growth potential and, uh, you know, being being there at pregame, there's so many great takeaways of being at a game, Matt, like, you know, aside from, like, the body type, but just to see how they're, they're wired up pregame, you know, how focused they are. Um, how they are with their teammates. I mean, there's a lot of great takeaways just from a, a live game exposure that, that we didn't get last year. You know, we, we were at some games around the country, but we couldn't get at field level. So it's hard to really do our jobs from a press box. So, um, you know, we actually stayed away quite a bit last year through COVID. And it's, again, it's just great to be back because again, aside from just watching the players, you never know who you're going to run into on the field. Um, you know, from a coaching perspective or guys from around the league. And we, we talk to buddies around the NFL on a on a daily basis, but it's you just never know who you're going to randomly run into. So uh, it's good we've got ten scouts around the country, guys. I think we have a 120 years of NFL experience on our staff this year. All these guys were former NFL scouts, and um, so it's good just to have everyone everyone back out there.
1: Do you? I don't know if you've run into or your scouts have run into Brad Holmes or his staff. Uh, do you do you sense a change in how the Lions go about things under Brad and going to look at players, or is it? pretty much standard across the league.
0: Well, it's, it's probably too early to tell that right now. Uh, you know, I think every team's going to send guys out on the road. I have seen some Lions guys out. Uh, you know, Scott Sicko down here in the southeast. I've run into him in a couple games already down here. So they're, they're out. Um, I think what will be interesting to see is how Brad deploys the guys in the spring. I know that where he came from, the L.A. Rams are a team that, the, you know, they don't send their scouts. They're the only team in the league that doesn't send scouts to our game here in Mobile. Um, to any of the All-Star games, they don't go to the combine, which is interesting. So, um again, they're they're really going against the grain that way. Uh, I'm I'm, for, I'm a firm believer that you, you get around players as much as you can get around players. So, uh I guess it'll be interesting to see once we get in the spring how Brad handles that.
1: Jim Nagy with us from the Senior Bowl, and of course ESPN as well. I I, I could joke with you and say. Hey, have you seen the Lion Scouts where all the quarterbacks are? (laughs) Because obviously that's, you know, we're so early in the game, but uh, this crop so far of quarterbacks doesn't look all that good. What do you, what do you think?
0: Well, it doesn't look good if you compare it to what you were read about them all summer. Uh, (laughs) Right. I was joking with, uh, you know, Matt Miller uh, was texting with me today and, and he made that similar comment to you just made. And I said, well, if they weren't pumped up, if they weren't overinflated so much over the summer uh, and people filled with so many unrealistic expectations, of what this class would look like, they'd be fine. But uh, you know, we read all summer about Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell and how all these guys are going to be top 10 picks. I mean, shoot, I even saw one article with Emery Jones from Florida as the top 10 pick and he never even really started a game at Florida. So that's, That's how crazy this whole quarterback, pre-draft, way-too-early mock-draft nonsense is. Um, I think it'll settle itself out, Matt. I mean, there's some some good quarterbacks in that class. I just, you know, they they need to separate themselves. I think, you know, our top-rated guy for the Senior Bowl is is Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Yeah. He had last spring. Uh, I think Desmond will continue to, uh, you know, ascend as we go through the process. Very athletic. Played a ton of football. Won a bunch of games. Really good leader. Um, you know, strong arm. I mean, there's there's a lot to like with Desmond. And as we work through the process, I mean, you've got you've got some you know Carson Carson strong at Nevada. Um, Sam Howell's definitely had his moments this year for sure. I'm going to see Malik Willis from Liberty this week. Um, they're going to be on the road playing up the up the street at uh, UAB on Saturday, so I'll be at that game. So, um, it's early, it's early. I mean, again, we've we've seen mostly these guys against non conference opponents. So uh, let's let some of these guys get into their into their league play and see how they do.
1: I like Ritter, and I know this is a way too early conversation, but let's geek out. I like Ritter. I watched him play against Indiana, and man, he's just a winner. Man, he's just a winner.
0: He is, and you and you get that sense the more you talk to the people on that staff. We've got some some good buddies on that Cincinnati staff, and they they rave about the kid and just his ability to connect with guys on the team and. I got to meet Desmond this summer um, at the Manning camp, so I, was a, I had a good long talk with him there. Uh, There's just a lot to like. You know, he's going to run in the four fives, whether that's somewhere low four fives, high four fives. So he's going to be in that range, which that's rolling for a quarterback. We've seen what uh, some of these guys can do, and you can actually, you know, get outside the pocket and, and tuck it and, and pick up some yards that way. So he's interesting that way. He's, he's again, he's. Uh, you know he's got a lot of arm talent he's worked very hard on his deep ball accuracy this offseason um uh, you know he he told me that at the manning camp he'd really worked on that and that, that's kind of seen that materialize and, and the hard work's paying off this year uh, early in the season so um uh, yeah desmond's going to be a guy if you're looking for a quarterback we all know that they all get taken a little before they should you know in every draft class it seems that way if that that's the group that always gets pushed. Um, so yeah, Desmond's a guy, if you're a, a QB needy team come April, um, he's going to be in the conversation.
1: You need to get the Mannings to mention you on their Monday night show. So you get some, uh, much deserved pub, Jim, uh, because quite honestly, I can't get enough of the Mannings on Monday night. I'm pissed off the next couple weeks. are not even going to be on.
0: I know. I know they, uh, they do such an awesome job. I actually saw Cooper Manning at, uh, the Georgia South Carolina game a couple weeks ago you know his son is the number one re- recruit in the yeah. quarter 2023 class and uh his son Arch and they were at the, the Georgia game um that I was at so I, I I got to say hello to Cooper at that game but yeah it'd be nice to get a senior bowl mentioned during the, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I would love that unfortunately uh you know Archie's a good friend of our game he's he's friends with our chairman they go way way back he was at our uh, we had a charity celebrity golf event this summer that Archie came to, and he's he's uh, an incredible guy. Might have to work work that in somehow, and and uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can't bribe the Mannings with money, but uh, yeah, try to figure out a way to get his sons uh, give us a mention.
1: I love it, Jim Nagy, with us from the Senior Bowl, and of course ESPN. I want to ask him about his hometown team, the Lions, and what he's seen so far since from some of these from some of these younger players, and Jeff Okuda injury, and. We'll do that all coming up next. Don't forget rockauto.com. Save time, save money. When you buy your auto parts at Rock Auto, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Don't do that. Go to rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. They've got everything you need, everything you want car parts, they're yours at rockauto.com at prices incredibly low. Go to the website rockauto.com right now, that's rock, R-O-C-K, auto, A-U-T-O, dot com, right now, and see all the parts available for your car truck, you right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Our buddy Jim Nagy with us from the Senior Bowl does such an amazing job, and also ESPN Draft Analyst or in Draft A Week. Hi, Jim, uh, Lions, <laughs> what can you say about last week? And unbelievable that they lose on a 66-yard field goal. Maybe not as unbelievable to me and you because we've grown up and watched this for so long. But uh, what do you think of Detroit so far and, and obviously in this rebuild? And what sucks is a lot of these young guys are all hurt.
0: Yeah, it was uh, last Sunday I did actually watch quite a bit of that game and was going back and forth with my dad up there in Traverse City. And uh, it was like flashbacks to you know 1983. You know, the Lions inventing ways to lose games. It was uh is eerily similar. Um, but no, I mean I again, I, I, this is a young staff. It's you know Dan Campbell's got a, a staff full of former players. I mean I think Lions fans all know that by now. But it's too early to tell. Um, you know they're they're a young coaching staff. They're still coming together and learning each other. They're asking a, a young team to learn, a, you know, learn a new system. So, you know, you didn't expect this team to come out of the gate hot. So, I think the key thing is with a with a growing program and a you know kind of a new regime in place, you just want to see progress. And obviously, um, you know, in the first three weeks, it's way too early to gauge progress. So, you just you hope by the time you get to Thanksgiving time, they start putting it together, and, and uh, you know, in December, you look a lot better than you did in September. So. Um, you know, they've lost, that was, that was a close game. I mean, I guess the silver lining is you, you stayed with a, a good Baltimore team who's a has a good established culture. They know how to win, um, which the Lions are trying to learn how to do. But but Baltimore is that team. They know how to win games. They pulled that out. And, and if you know, I know Lions fans don't want to hear it because I wouldn't want to hear it, but at least you stuck with them for four quarters. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, I, I do think Dan Campbell, in terms of just like bringing a new team, a new juice to this program, it looks like um, he's, he's certainly done that. I mean, the guys are playing hard.
1: They really are. And I mentioned before some of these injuries, you know, Jeffrey Okuda, guy you and I talked about a couple of years ago, and I know a Bob Quinn draft pick, but you, you really want to see progress and player development from a guy taking number three. And now basically for the first two years, you don't really know what you have. First year, the COVID year, and he played okay, not great. This year he's going to be out for the year. How much does that hurt? You know, a front office's evaluation of a kid like that.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it's really tough for Jeff, uh, and it's tough for that for that team to gauge where Jeff's at. You know, you're hoping coming off the injury this year, he'd start to build a little confidence. He was obviously, uh, you know, just used to being a pro. I mean, I think you you expect all these guys to make a nice jump after their rookie year. I mean, that again with a regime change, that probably. Um, impedes that progress a little bit for all these guys because it's another new learning experience for them. But, but that, that's a tough blow for Jeff. You know, a guy that we had down here in Mobile last year, he fought to Malafonwu, um, was a guy I thought really highly of. Um, and I see that, uh, he's down now. So yeah, I mean, with these young guys, I know there's been, there's been glimpses. I was really excited to see, you know, all the talk last week with Jamie Collins and possible trade and getting Derek Barnes some more reps. Um, I was excited to see that because Derek Barnes was probably my favorite pick of their draft last year. Um, I really thought Derek Barnes could go in the second round. I mean, he was a kind of a late riser guy through the process. Uh, but one of the reasons I liked him so much is, is uh, how hard he played and how versatile he was and what a good dude he was for his week down here at the Senior Bowl. I mean, you talk about a pro a lot of these young guys struggle to make that adjustment because they have to learn how to be pros and Derek Barnes I would tell all Lions fans like if I if I was a parent back in, in Michigan raising a Lions fan kid I'd buy him a Barnes jersey like that guy's is, he is an absolute stud of a human being so and I think you know based on what you saw in the preseason he deserved he deserves an extra chain. you know he deserves some reps uh, I think he earned those in the preseason so preseason's preseason but he did what he could do with his reps and looked really good and um, you know, hopefully that's a guy by the time, like I said, by the time we get to December, that guy is, you know, the front office is looking at that guy as a building block of this football
1: team. What about Aleem McNeil? Here's a guy at of NC State that is seeing more double teams the first three weeks than he probably saw in college. How difficult of a task is that? And how much do you talk about that you know, at the Senior Bowl with some of these guys about how things might be a little bit different at the next level?
0: Yeah, you know, Aleem was a guy he wasn't eligible to play in our game as an underclassman. Uh, but I did watch plenty of him for the ESPN stuff that I, I had to do. But with with he and Levi uh, Amr Zike, who was here in Mobile, I mean that's that's two talented, really talented inside guys. And I, uh, you know, I've read comments where Alim is probably even a little bit better player than they expected him to be when they drafted him in the third round you know, they took Levi in the second. That's again, I'd be excited about those two players, you know, a playing a true nose tackle. You're right. He probably is taking on more double teams than he saw in his time at NC state. And that's a huge adjustment. It really is. I mean, that, I know that going back to my time with the Patriots, when we ran a three, four defense and we, we drafted Vince Wilfork um, in the first round that year and we barely played him. Um, you know, he was backing up Ted Washington at the time, I believe. And, uh, guy barely got on the field and we all know what, what, uh, you know, what, what Vince became as an, you know, as an NFL player is pretty much a perennial pro bowl type player in his first year, he barely, it seems like he barely got on the field. So for a to be in there full time and, and taking on those, taking on all that extra work, that, uh, that's tough duty for him. So, you know, but again, I think there's, they've seen enough, they've seen enough of him that they know that that's a guy that they want to be a part of the future, which is obviously a positive thing.
1: Jim, always appreciate the visit. Thanks so much. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Have a great week. You got it, Jim Nagy, with us. Reese's Senior Bowl Executive Director. And check him out uh, on ESPN doing great work. Of course, we get closer to the draft. Talking draft. That's our Tuesday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Crossover coming up on Thursday.